Hey, uh, how you doing? Welcome into uh, twitch.tv forward slash icecreamlepuzzle. My name is Graham D, and I'm joined by the man that we call Bibi. Good afternoon, Graham. I'll um, read. I'll read. I'm going to leave you for two seconds while I go and put the fan on. <laughs> it's a bit warm. It's fucking getting hot in here, mate. Uh, so give me two seconds. I'm going to go and stick that on. Yeah, that, so that you can see Bibby's just just leaving up. He's in the studio. He's in the studio. I'm I'm from my home setup today, but Bibby is in the ICU studio, so it gets kind of warm in those rhinos because of all the tech. But for me, hey, how you doing? Uh, my name is Graham. I was joined by Bib. We are ice cream uploads, and in true ice creamy fashion, this is the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. If we do say so ourselves, we are live on Twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads, where we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a split second for anyone listening to this on demand uh bibby is is so much more immature than me and i'm not immature at all so so yeah B B bibby was running past the camera in his cell because why not it's got warming up graham do you know what i mean i know i said it's warm in here but the mu muscles aren't but when you did it the first time i genuinely thought something moved on your camera and then i thought did something just move behind me in my camera <laughs> that's what that's why if you'd have heard it i went what the fuck but it was quite venomous as like a, i was about to turn around and be like it's, it's fucking someone there and then then i saw you go past again for the second time <laughs> so. i'm fast as fuck boy <laughs> fast as fuck boy <laughs> Uh, yes, anyway, so we are Ice Cream Uploads. This is The Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, if we do say so ourselves. We are live on twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream Uploads, where we go live most weekdays at 10 a.m. Ish. Nice. Ish. 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 Sometimes it's a bit late, like today's eight minutes to three in the afternoon. It's close to 10 a.m., but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. If you are watching the stream, please do feel free to get involved, as JMK has just done in the chat, as did Lake, as did Neil and anyone else before. Please feel free to get involved because the live stream is turned into a podcast, a video on YouTube and an audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Not even SoundCloud anymore. It's Amazon Music and Google Play. Sorry, SoundCloud. You ain't... Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, so, yeah, please do feel free to get involved because there's over 200,000 people that watch and listen to this podcast. It's probably a lot more than that now. We haven't done a number script for ages because we're busy, although we've only done like six scoops of the last few weeks so maybe it's not but yeah <laughs> whatever it's fine <laughs> so yeah please do feel free to get involved on behalf of the people that do watch and listen on demand if you are watching the stream sadly you will get adverts we apologize for that this is twitch where we record this if you listen to the podcast on demand i watch it on youtube i mean you get adverts on youtube you don't get adverts on the podcasts quite yet mm -hmm. but you know we're, we're kind of big deals we're the number one podcast in all of Bursi and bosnia and herzegovina so we will be getting ads left right and center soon but if you're watching yeah that is a fact number one podcast number one video game podcast in bosnia and herzegovina fact don't know how don't ask us how it's not something we set out to achieve but it's what we did achieve so there you go uh, i think i mentioned ed and jekko once and then that was it <laughs> and and it wasn't just that that like number one video game podcast in bosnia and herzegovina number four lifestyle podcast in bosnia and herzegovina as well from one mention of ed and jekko you fucking love to see this shit you love to see it um I've got my mom, uh in my phone named jekko You've got a hoot or what? My mum's name in my phone is Jekko. she's down as Jekko. Yeah. Standard, there you go. It's keeping it in the family. That's how we, that's how we hit these big numbers. Um, so yes, we are live, and I was talking about adverts. If you don't want adverts on Twitch, you can subscribe to the channel on Twitch, and if you do, we appreciate that because that money goes back into making the channel pretty and new and shiny and all the rest of that stuff, but 
a way of saying thanking you is by giving you access to one prize draw every month that we call the loot drop. One person every month gets a prize. This month, it was one of these brand new ICU. Make sure you take one of these hats on, by the way, babe. Yes, oh. I will. Uh, uh, I've got one on my desk, so I'll so, be sure to put it in my bag. So this is... And take, take a curved as well. Take one of each, obviously. Um, well, this is the brand new Ice Cream Uploads uh, cream hat. It's actually black and pink, not cream. It says cream <laughs> on it, just for anyone that's listening on demand. Just, you know, don't want to confuse you. You might be thinking, oh, I've got some cream jeans and some chinos. It'll go nice with it. No, it's a black hat with pink uh, highlights matching the colour scheme of the channel. But... It's a, it's a pretty sexy hat. It's a pretty sexy hat. Anyway, um, yeah, we gave one of those away last month. Maybe we'll do the same again this month because a lot of people that want them and we haven't put them on sale yet. Only two people outside of ICU have these these hats. That is uh, Gaming Nacho and Wobbly Gamer. So, yeah, you know, you know, you know, soon, soon there will be... Speaking of which, speaking of which, there he is. There is Gaming Nacho. You love to see it. You love to see it. Mention the name and he arrives. <laughs> Uh, says Neil, and I'm pretty sure that's how he wanted that to be read and not Nacho. <laughs> he definitely wanted for sure, for sure, for sure. Anyway, let me jump into the split screen. I got a 24 kill game once I put on. Do you know what? I was telling Bibi, I had your stream on while I was watching that stream, uh, when the hat arrived, and I was like, Do you know what? This hat is an investment and a half because not only did I get a free Nacho t-shirt off it, uh, but also we are going to be plastered all over YouTube. Wasn't it like fucking 20 kill bombs all day? So there you go. If you want to win all the games in the world, just invest in one of these hats that you can't buy. So yeah, don't ask me how that works. We, we haven't quite established that yet. Eventually, we will be taking orders for these hats in the Discord, but just not yet. Just not yet. Um... Nacho enjoying his day off. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone does. Good afternoon, gents. Good afternoon, Gagad. Facts for everyone, by the way, in the chat. Gagad is sexy. Confirmed. Do you know what is sexy? Not delays on your consoles. Uh, that's where we're going to kick things off. Jumping up to the video game news. Ubisoft's free-to-play shooter X-Defiant has been delayed due to console certification issues. Thoughts on X-Defiant, babe? Have you seen a lot of that? I have. I actually watched Wobbles stream quite a bit of it um, whenever he... I think he had closed beta access, um, and I was genuinely desperate to play it. Um, I feel like I've come full circle with um, FPS games, and I'm back into... I'm, I'm, I'm digging them again. After yeah. Not necessarily putting them into retirement, but I'm just enjoying them again. I feel like I put them away for long enough for them to be able to come back and be relevant again to me. So X Defiant, it looked a, a fresh take on the fps franchise and i was uh i was excited to be able to play it uh very quiet there mr bibby says gagad so i've just boosted my microphone levels up yeah that doesn't work that that should help that should help say hi bib uh hi bib if if you need me to i can just nip in there and turn the game back up again it's nah, I, had, too sad. I had i had freedom on the uh fader uh this time uh, okay. so you should be good um yes Ooh, i said this in the pre-show fucking hell lads you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Gagad's the only one that pays attention. God, yeah, honestly, Gagad comes in and just sorts it all out. Cheers, cheers, Gar. <laughs> okay, Gar. Uh, there you go. Nice, nice, nice. Anyway, okay, we'll start talking about X Defiant first. Then we'll talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage and Resident Evil games that are coming to the iPhone. What the fuck? I actually watched yep. the iPhone presentation last night, um, and... I don't know if it's some sort of streaming service or something. I'm not sure because they were showing it as console spec playing. It showed no. like what Bibi was streaming on on Twitch. Yeah, it was that same level. So I don't know what. It, what I have it is. a revised statement about something from earlier on, either this week or it was later last week. 
Um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to regarding that story too. Nice. We'll go full screen while Bibby does his apology. Like, like you get like a little column in the sun where they go, we apologize for being in the face or something just to get a tear going <laughs> and then maybe a <sighs> death slap or something, you know, just want to finish, start them off, right? finish my previous statement though. Cause I did stop. Cause I did mention the sun. I was going to say, we want to apologize for being massive racists or something like that because it's the sun and fuck that rag. So moving forward, uh, after that, we'll talk about gearbox is rumored to be up for sale as embracer group continues to, well, fuck up the world of video games for no apparent reason. <laughs> that's, that's the gist of the story, but we'll come to that in, in a few minutes. And football manager 2024 has a, had its release date set for November. But for now, to kick things off with this conversation about X Defiant, uh, I must admit, before I jump into it, this is written by Matt Wales at Eurogamer, by the way, that this game, if you go back through um, the scoops, I can't remember when it was, it was a while ago, and I remember getting X Defiant, like, the first look or the first mention of it, and I was like, where the feck did this come from? And I was mm -hmm. kind of like, this sounds like it's going to be shit. It's a Ubisoft shooter, so it's probably going to be shit, going off what we've seen recently. They just need to sort their shit out. But... I haven't really seen much on it since. So hearing you saying you're watching Wobbles play it and you, and you were kind of interested in it. And so uh, anyway, nice. That, that starts to turn it around. However, it's not all good news. As Ubisoft free-to-play shooter X Defiant has been delayed due to console certification issues. Now likely to launch this October. The likely is in quote marks. So X Defiant, the Tom Clancy adjacent free-to-play shooter from Ubisoft has been delayed out of its previously planned summer window with the publisher blaming certification issues on Xbox and PlayStation for the game slip into what What's now, quote, likely to be an October release. X Defiant, a 6v6 mashup of Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and The Division, initially announced as Tom Clancy's X Defiant back in 2021 before dropping its prefix, has had a number of closed insider tests and open sessions throughout its development and was expected to get its full launch for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC sometime this summer. However, writing in a post on Ubisoft's web uh, website, X Defiant executive producer Mark Rubin explained the game's continuing lack of a release date can largely be blamed on complication arising during Microsoft and Sony's certification process plural, for their respective consoles. Uh, quotes, at the end of July, we started this process and we got our first results back by mid-August, which was not a pass, Rubin revealed. We realised that we had more work related to compliance than we had anticipated. If it had passed, then we would, would have been able to ship at the end of August, but it didn't, and so we spent the last three to four weeks fixing those issues and getting ready to do another submission, end quote. Rubin added that a number of scenarios are possible after X Defiant is resubmitted within the next two weeks. If it, quote, passes cleanly, uh, then the game, quote, could be looking at a mid to end of September release. But a, quote, likely conditional pass, uh, end quote, would mean a day one patch with some final fixes to ensure compliance. That would push X Defiance release to early slash mid-October. Quotes, I know it's been quite a journey to get to this point, and I want to thank every single person that's joined us along the way, Rubin concluded. We really can't wait to go live and share our passion and love for X Defiant with everyone. Hope to see you all in game soon okay i don't know anything about this i don't mm -hmm. know what this certification entails because this cha changes so much off the back of this yeah. um so is it like what, what compliance is it is it mm. rating certification is it is it a case of 
there's things being said that are going to push it from a um i always i always forget video game ratings because where we work in the video games industry uh we do stuff for our clients in europe and in america and europe has different ratings for the uk and germany and like you've got the esrb usic and so on there's a, there's peggy. a yeah. is, that, is that a video game one as well yeah i think peggy is peggy yours or is i peggy... think peggy might be yours I can't even remember. I always forget. This ESRB, which is the European Standards and Rating Boards or whatever, the USIC or ESIC or whatever, I don't know. Mm. There's, there's multiple different ones. You get the point. Um, but I always forget which one's which. The one I do remember, though, is films. So we'll just use those ratings, even though it's different. So is it a case of classification means that there's too many Fox mentioned, which changes it from being a 12 to a 15? And they want it to be a 12 so that more people can play it. Does it mean that there's too much blood and gore changing it from 15 to an 18, which means that there's a lot more people that can't be playing it, which means that it will be digitally restricted to a lot of accounts and they want it to get down to that point. So they're having to lessen blood bits or add more blood bits or whatever it is. Is it that or is it actual bugs and stuff? I'm not 100% sure, but... But either way, whatever it is, those certification issues have led to the game being delayed. It is no longer coming out in summer and will likely launch in October, providing it gets the pass or clean pass or conditional pass, whichever one that is that it needs. Mr. Bib? Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just went to have a look then at um, Rainbow Six Sieges to see what theirs was. Um, and they actually have it as an 18. Um, so I, I, my immediate thought was it can't be any more than a 15 or a 12. Um, but Rainbow Six having an 18, that's kind of took me by surprise, to be honest. Um, but I don't know whether or not it will be down to the language or anything like that. It might it may, it might be down to, I don't know, there might be drug use in, in there. I'm not... <laughs> Not them doing a little bit of Charlie off a workbench or anything like that. It could just be that they're using needles to inject themselves for a health booster or something like that. And that does get taken into consideration. It's not just when you say drug use within video games, it's not just them uh, doing hard drugs or drinking and stuff like that. It could just be as small as having a health kit or something like that. So uh, 18 seems excessive. I don't think it's going to be anything to do with the ratings board, though. I do think it might be certification in terms of it won't meet both Xboxes and PlayStation standards across the board, um, whether or not that'll be how the game's being distributed, uploaded to their systems, the way in which is they will then get downloaded license-wise, how long you're able to own the game for, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all the boring stuff that we <laughs> very rarely talk about on this channel because it doesn't. We, this doesn't come up across all the time like usually they'll cover themselves with something like we need to add a little bit more polish or something like that or we're having distribution problems it's never really a certification issue um as far as i can as far as i can remember anyway i can't remember the last time that this kind of excuse was used Completely for a delay for yeah same yeah so it's it's a bit of a weird one um we don't have that much information to go off of so we're kind of pissing in the wind with it, but <laughs> it's 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 happening sometime soon. It's happening within the next couple of months. So that's something that, again, I'm super looking forward to, not just for the, the, the case of what we're going to be getting from a new FPS. The industry that me and you are working, Graham, I'm always looking for the next big esports game, and I cannot believe that Rainbow Six Siege is still 
leading the way in a lot of the areas. And I'm not saying that because it's a bad game. I just think that from a game from 2015, still dominating. And you can put CSGO in there as well, because obviously we have got CS2 coming in the very near future as well. So these two are going to be going at each other. Despite being very different games, they do hang around the same community uh, in terms of people wanting to play FPS military shooters, um, if you want to put them in that category. So uh, it, it's an interesting time for FPS games again, especially with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 coming out, whatever it is that DICE and Battlefield are going to be putting together. God knows what, whether they're going to be using sticky too. tape, fucking blue tack, <laughs> who even knows, maybe even a Prit stick, the thing, um, whatever they're pulling out their ass. Multiple different things to unpack there. The, what, the quick one that I'll just gloss over is the, the, the DICE, EA DICE Battlefield something. They, fucking, they have to have something good eventually, right? I mean, EA, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's give them a bone. Let's throw them a freaking bone here. Um, they fucked up Star Wars games and then salvaged Star Wars games and have made some great stuff story games and arguably keeping away from the, the sports games because i don't know enough about the maddens and things of the world that a lot of people like chappers or, or mm -hmm. lake or whoever will have opinions on i don't know enough about that but from the bits that i've seen from the action adventure rpg ish into shooter games ea arguably have made some good strides forward they've yep. done a lot to fix battlefield 2042 not enough to ever by the way yeah yeah you've, you've, you've said that for probably over a year now as well so I, I believe you when you say that but they've done enough to fix it nothing could have ever salvaged that if you yeah. couldn't salvage star wars with a celebration edition you were never salvaging that you could save the game but not give it a new lease of life it's, yeah it's the no two, uh, second chances at first impression sort of thing and the same thing with mm -hmm. battlefield it will always be a shit game sadly 24 or two at least so but they have salvaged that and they did salvage the star wars celebration uh, edition of battlefront 2 uh, and they did produce a really great game in jedi survivor um mm -hmm. As well as fallen order which was uh fallen order was the start of the turn of the trend by that point star wars battlefront 2 and battlefield 2042 were already in uh, pr production so you've got hope yeah. the next one will be decent but then we come to this and you've got ubisoft who've had a period of really bad games hopefully they're in their period of um seeing the light giving us finished games that, yeah exactly not, not only that less shite <laughs> and i mean that <laughs> as in like something separate because you've got salvation of making great games that that um tick the boxes and are solid and don't have bugs but also don't just have unnecessary shit in them because arguably ubisoft still does that make a great game in assassin's creed valhalla so they get their salvation but then have you spending 10 to 20 pounds, whatever it was, to be able to speed up the fecking slow-ass grind to finish the game. It's like, no, you're enjoying it, it's great, but now you've just got to go through unnecessary <laughs> slowdown because because that's what we do. And you can you can get to the end faster by grinding double XP, which will cost you. And it's like, so you've turned it into pay-to-play, pay-to-finish yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So hopefully they get rid of all that shit and, and x comes along. But I do start to have worries when it comes down to certification issues like that because I don't know what it means. Nacho says in the chat, I've heard 90% of games fail the first submission. These are just being more vocal about it. That then kind of gives me a little bit of like, okay, well, if it's just them mm -hmm. being vocal about it. But then I'm thinking, so why are they being vocal about it when nobody else 
does. And is that because they've done fucked up, but they just needed an excuse? And this sounds like a nice one to go with. Um, because if everyone else taught, if everyone else has that 90% of the time, but isn't vocal about it, is that because they've done a better job of building that in? So let's say this game's supposed to come out in August. Uh, at, at what? Well, actually, it was supposed to come out in summer. So, yeah, August. it was supposed to come out in August, but it hasn't because they failed certification. Should they have put that in for certification sooner? Was it quite naive of them to put that in mm. and expect it to float through, whereas 90% of other people get knocked back? So I'll probably put it in for certification April, May to get it knocked back so they can put it back in June, July to get it in August for the second attempt-ish and going ahead. Because if that is the case, then I start to worry then. I'm thinking, okay, X-Defiant. For some reason, it's dropped the Tom Clancy name. Maybe this is PUBG, not PUBG, Ubisoft going, okay, we need to separate it from everything else we've done before because arguably, and and this is not me being a shithouse, I'm a big fan of Ubisoft content when it works, but arguably, Ubisoft stuff hasn't been working for half a decade now. It's rinse and repeat. Do all of the same but faster and across all bases. You want a really shit Rabbids game? We've got one. You want a really shit Assassin's Creed game? We've got three. You want a really shit something else? Yeah. Okay, what else have you got? Well, I've got a handful of shit. Which one do you want? Have you got anything that's not shit? I can't believe how many people you would have just pissed off with all of those games that you're chucking out then. But but it's fucking... Well, I mean, a lot of them, you're absolutely bang on the money. I mean, I will go into bar uh for assassin's creed valhalla because i genuinely thought that that was a good game it was it was the assassin's creed game that actually got me back into playing assassin's creed games despite genuinely not getting on with assassin's creed one and giving two a chance they're the only two that i have ever played you burnt me twice with two games that i just simply didn't enjoy so valhalla i i thoroughly did enjoy i don't know whether or not it was a change on the old mechanics or what enjoyable game i I, across the board I fully agree with you. I mean, I could genuinely see myself sitting down and playing most Assassin's Creed games, but some of them will be, this is this is all right for an Assassin's Creed game. Whereas good Assassin's Creed games are great general games. Oh my God, the experience of doing the first Assassin's Creed at that point in time. Yeah, a bit same. Eh? Assassin's Creed 2 was definitely the step up kind of thing. But, but um, it was new. It was different. It was cool. Uh, but then it was just became, oh, jump off a tower. <laughs> Okay, pickpocket that guy. Oh, no. And then jump off another tower. And then do you want to pickpocket that guy? Actually, no. Fight these guys instead. I'll kill that fucking whatever night it is. And, and then... Man, it's fucking just... And then look at this... Oh, we're still in these games. Yeah, exactly. Well, but that's fucking what it was. Though. Like, you're playing yeah. the, it's like someone just... If they fast-forwarded your time in Assassin's Creed fucking Origins and Odyssey and all the rest, it would just be the same thing. It would be that. You'd just hear pickpocket. I can't fucking... believe how many hay bales there is underneath roofs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you think you'd think people would just clear the shit up, but it doesn't matter what period in time you are. There's always a hay bale underneath a roof somewhere. <laughs> but but I'm a fan of Assassin's Creed in general. I like the film with Michael Fassbender, even though a lot of people didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm, I love the concept of the animus and and all sorts of other bits that go in. I love the idea that the present links to the past, that uh, the past should have saying you can influence your own storyline by doing things. And I love the whole concept of it. It's amazing, um, and it gives you freedom to go to um, Italy in the whatever hundreds, or to London in the fucking eighteen hundreds, or back to Viking times with Valhalla yeah. kind of thing. Uh, wonderful wonderful and the the game as a whole that open worldy sort of uh stuff uh, 
appeals to me. Um, but their their Ubisoftness about it is what hasn't appealed to me. And Valhalla arguably is the best game they've made, in my opinion, over the last five years. From, from caveat, I've not played it. I have not played it. So <laughs> so my opinion means jack shit right here. It's, it's irrelevant. But uh, going off of uh, opinions of a lot of people that I believe intently, be that Bibi or Spike or a number of others yeah. that have played through games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is an exceptionally good game. It's not just all right for an Assassin's Creed game. It's it's a it's a good game. It's not perfect, um, but Ubisoft used to be the game, uh, the brand that made perfect games. Now they make all of the games, and my worry is we've got certification issues on this, but then we've also got. Assassin's Creed Jade and Assassin's Creed Red and Assassin's Creed uh, Yellow and Pink and Green, Purple and Orange and Blue. It's like we went from uh, Ubisoft in their meetings calls going, let's kill all of our games so we can sit down and let's just figure out that you're not just doing stuff because you did it last time and the time before and the time before and the time before using the same five content creators for two days at launch on the homepage of Twitch because they're the biggest creators in the world and then nobody plays it ever again or talks about it ever again and you do the same thing with the next one they were like no we'll stop and we'll start and we'll play and we'll, we'll make sure that people have good experiences and then the very next breath it's like but and here's five more Assassin's Creed games on the way or whatever it is it's yeah. like but did you are you just doing the same thing again <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that's where my worries come from that said X Defiant apart from having some weird name defiant like when i saw that my my feeling was this is the name's a bit shit i'm not gonna lie the name is a bit shit for me x defiant if it was just defiant yeah. or defiance or something like that but just the x it, it's it's almost like liberty x the band that won uh pop idols or whatever it was they would call themselves liberty but then someone had that name so they got sued so they had to call themselves liberty x so it's like did someone already have the name defiant so you call yourself x defiant is that what it is is it like xxx underscore quickscope 69 underscore xxx well the, the obviously it was meant to be under the the tom clancy, tom clancy. moniker which which uh, tom clancy's x defiant that that that's a pretty cool name i think that's pretty cool but you take away the tom clancy part and it's just called x defiant it's, it is very futuristic, which is obviously the, the appeal of the game. You're playing uh, advanced warfare-ish type eras. So, yeah, uh, I, mean, I probably would have had a small name change on there, but I don't think it will... Um... I don't think it'll affect the market and campaign with yeah. it. Yeah, and the thing is, PUBG is a stupid name. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a stupid name. PUBG Battlegrounds is an even stupider, that's a real word, by the way, name. But it works because it's ingrained into people's psyches based on its success. Um, and the same thing with Fortnite. That means two weeks and you've spelt it wrong. It has a G and a H in there rather than just I-T-E. But, you know, you take your weird over the water spell and it's fine. And now you someone mentions the word Fortnite to you. You're not thinking about two weeks because that's taking it over in your psyche. Yeah. So this could it could get there. And I, know, I completely understand that X Defiant could be a completely thing that a complete thing that just lives in my head off the back of the success of this. And I hope that is the case. I hope this game hit, uh, sticks to landing. Ubisoft get back to going, okay, do you know what? Making good content that don't have exploitative season passes and don't have exploitative add-ons that just make you get rid of the grind and 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 so on. And just don't have shit content with no real end game uh, concept in. If, if this is that, then do you know what? You can call it whatever you want. Uh, as long as it works, then I'll, I'll happily get to that point. So at this point, I'm just picking holes because I'm not, I'm not convinced in a brand that I used to have a lot of affection for in Ubisoft. Not that I don't have the affection, but I'm a realist, and I know that I have been proved 
to be wary of Ubisoft. So I am, naturally. Mm-hmm. I've learned to be wary of that. So hopefully, Conditioned. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great word for it. Um, any game that had a day one patch failed submission, apparently, says Nacho. X-Defiant is being made with Community Comes First, said by their social manager team. It's also been made with the help of ex-COD pros who think COD never listened, so aimed at that play base. Yeah, I think that all that sort of stuff was in the um, the, the first article. So we that, like when I was like, what the fuck is X-Defiant? This name sounds gash. They've, they've, they've stepped away from Tom Clancy's and blah, 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 blah. over that time period. I'm building all that up with her. But they're saying the right things, but things are now showing me that might not be the case. Now, that's not necessarily that it won't be the case, but it's that conditioning of, of failure. It, mm-hmm. it's, it is a Tom Clancy game, so it should be exceptional. I grew up where Tom Clancy games were phenomenal. The original Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon 2s and things like that. I fucking loved them. Original Rainbow Six games. Yes, please. Um, so... Having the Tom Clancy name pulled off, it was kind of a red flag. Uh, and other bits around it, this justification, also red flags. But I wouldn't even say red flags. They're orange flags. They're, they've got me going, hmm, we'll see. But at the end of the day, it's a free-to-play shooter, so we can all find yeah. out without putting a penny in. If it's shy and it's free-to-play, they're dooming themselves. So taking all of that back, if X-Defiant is a free-to-play shooter that is made by ex-COD pros that were never happy that COD listened, which was the same for a long period of time. Activision, for a long period of time, didn't listen. We got that advanced slash infinite warfare where some people liked it, hated it myself, that period mm-hmm. where they did not listen. But they are listening a lot more now. But even still, the people that may have jumped shift, uh, ship from that point in time doing a community comes first approach it's all the right things uh so hopefully if it is likely to launch this october we get an absolute barnstormer in x defiant and we can all have something new to shoot each other in let's go baby yeah um it's not the same thing we changed the name (laughs) neighbor's dog barking is that for when i was doing the assassin's creed uh I don't think there is a space for arcade shooter respawn games. Uh, give me more PR and extraction games. Uh, ah, I'm going. I'm. I'm disagreeing with that. Unfortunately, I feel like we've got too many BRs. Um, really? And the emphasis was taken away from FPSs for a long time, which is again probably what I filtered into my early statement about coming full circle and getting back into FPSs because I feel like I got fatigued with all the battle royale games that was coming out. The extraction side of it, I can get behind because it. I don't think there's too many of them, or at least ones that are doing everything exceptionally well. Um, but ah, Barrials, nah. I, I like the one versus hundred concept. That's always cool. But I feel like there is mm. there is a significant space for BR um, because there's not a lot there of credit. There is a lot of attempts, but beyond Fortnite, Warzone, um, PUBG. Apex, I know that's four big games, yeah. um, but they are very different audiences. Uh, PUBG crosses into Call of Duty a bit, but Fortnite is very different from all mm-hmm. of those, and Apex very different. Although PUBG's crossing into Apex now because yeah. who? Why, why, do you know what? Build an ascender on it. Let's go, baby. Uh, so, but but I feel they're all very different. So getting a new, like, I feel the the, diff, the most difficult area is copying Fortnite and getting something to compete with a builder battle royale. Uh, but people, you know, you got you've got what's it called? No build battle royale. So fuck who, who yeah. cares about building anymore? Fuck that shit. Uh, but like, <laughs> so I feel I do feel 
there is something in there that can compete with the boots on the ground shooter, the looter shooter battle royale. I do believe PUBG slash Warzone. There is there is space for something to compete there. Whether that be another mm -hmm. battlefield or something, I do think there is there is something in there. But um, yeah, extraction I th I think will be the battle royale. We we move forward two years and then there's an extraction uh, version, uh, an extraction mode on Warzone. There's an extraction mode on Battlefield when that launches next time. There'll be an extraction mode on. I mean, there already is one. On Call of Duty, we'll, yeah. we'll get one. Uh, the the crafter as well. Crafting are working on an extraction game as well. There'll be some other extraction games that come and go and so on. So I feel we'll get to that point where extraction is regarded as BR. The thing with BR is it remains a constant watch, uh, a great watch, but the market has saturated and then kind of receded well that's not the word i was looking for we'll go for that one the market is, is shrunk that's the word i'm kind of looking for the market is shrunk so i definitely feel there is a need for a new or not a, a need a space for a new br in there whether it's x-defiant or not remains to be seen but yeah whether it's a, a new call of duty experience or whether it's a pubg2 or not remains to be seen too um <laughs> Warzone also doesn't feel BR to me. Uh, so many ways to respawn. Give me blackout. You know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is why Warzone is my change of pace. I really like Warzone. Yeah. Um, and I really like DMZ by the same sort of thing. But the fast pacing, the like, the, it's too clean almost. You you drive over a, a, a boulder, you hardly notice it. You jump on a wall, you've instantly uh, jumped over it. Loadouts. You drop into a game, you can get a couple of quid and you've got your full loadout on and everything's yeah. just too clean and fast which is great if you just want a palate cleanser a change of pace is, that's what i call it a dramatic change in pace yeah it's, yeah, it's a, change, <laughs> it's a shell shock of pace first <laughs> um dmz is fantastic and cod 100 hard is. agree hard oh, agree god I've, I've mentioned this a few times. I mentioned it on the scoop recently as well. We did a stream a few weeks ago. Just watch the stream where me, Bibby, and Wobbles finished a game of DMZ. My first, like, end uh, extraction point finish. Stressful as fuck, but mm -hmm. possibly the best 30 minutes I've had on Call of Duty in about four or five years. Hands yeah, down. I highlighted it. So, so it's yeah. available just as a small segment. I can't remember what I've called it, but it is very obvious as to what it is. Um, but yeah, I highlighted just that one match at the end. So Bibby's streaming it. I'm playing from home. Bibby's playing from his home. Wobbles is playing from his home. And it was just intense. Just dicking around with mates. Oh, we'll just see if we can get out. You're clearly two two idiots and Wobbles. Um, okay, three idiots and fine. Three idiots that, that knew what they were playing but didn't really know how to play what they were playing. Uh, not, to, not to the levels that we could be. If we're playing a PUBG, we know everything. Uh, we play... E football, FIFA, we know everything. We play Call of Duty. We in, we know everything in theory, but putting that into pr uh, practice, uh, because we don't play all the time, you see the cracks there. So that level of we know what we're doing, but not quite sure how and why, just added to the fucking confusion and the panic and the excitement at the end of the game. Genuinely, really, really good. Really, really good. DMZ, exceptionally good. Um, big TDM, uh, TDM with a BR endgame. Yeah, exactly. Everyone dies. You die. You die. You, uh, come back arena. We'll get you by back and we'll get this. Da, 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 da. And then, then you get the battle royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The battle royale element at the endgame of Call of Duty, it does add to it. I must admit, it does mm -hmm. add to it in terms of if you've got Scary. there, you feel like, fuck me. I've taken some buying in to get to this point. But whereas 
I, I feel like I've earned that a bit more on, on Call of Duty, whereas I feel like I've looked my way... No, on PUBG, whereas I feel like I've looked my way partially to it on Call of Duty. Sometimes I've earned it. Sometimes I'm just lucky to get there because other people have just been fucking respawned and dead and stuff while I'm just stood there going, so which backpack do I need? <laughs> do I need the big one or do I need the mid... <laughs> How many... That is literally me on PUBG. Like, I'm <laughs> so... My, I, like, I just pick up anything to go on my guns. I have no idea what the best loadout is for the guns. However... Finessed mine over on uh, over on COD, so I know exactly what what I want. It's so easy to shoot on Call of Duty, though. It's so easy. Like like you're someone over there. I'm gonna shoot at them. I'm shooting at them. I'm shooting at them. Shoot. Fuck it. Even now on PUBG, just the other day, I, I was shooting at someone and I was just like, it's like fuck, fucking nowhere near him. So shooting on it, it's amazing. The recoil control is just so much easier. Yeah, me. Best thirty minutes of G's life. Wife might disagree though. Twin guys, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for the follow the other day. I can see that on the uh, the channel just there. Let me hit this one for you. It's not going to replay. Never mind. Didn't want it anyway. Screw you. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not playing it again. All right. Do you know what? I'll give it one more try. All right. Wait that time. Friends? It might come through twice. But uh, we appreciate that. Anyway, so we've been talking about X Defiant. It is delayed due to certification issues. We don't really know what that means, if we're going to be honest. That might be good. Might be bad. Might not be anything um but we will keep you up to date because x defiant does look like a game that we are interested in so we'll, we'll you know we'll keep you in the know tell you what else looks like a game that we're interested in uh well we'll just be talking about Assassin's creed that's plus resident evil uh but on the iphone interesting this is written by tom ivan at vgc it says assassin's creed mirage and recent resident evil games are coming to the new iphone 15 pro i actually watched this presentation last night it's the iphone uh event uh the apple event is what they called it last night 6 p.m uk time um apple revealed its latest iphone models on tuesday says the tagline here so apple has announced plans to bring several high profile console and pc games to one of its upcoming iphone models the iphone 15 and 15 pro were announced during an apple event on tuesday which can be rewatched below embedded in this article Capcom's Resident Evil 4 Remake and Resident Evil Village will be released for the Pro device later this year. Assassin's Creed Mirage, which will be released for PC and consoles next month, is headed to the iPhone 15 Pro in early 2024, as is fellow Ubisoft game The Division Resurgence. Quote, iPhone 15 Pro gets a major performance upgrade from the A17 Pro chip, Apple claimed, with new 6-core GPU and a faster neural engine. It becomes a ridiculously powerful mobile gaming machine, enabling higher-quality graphics and rich, immersive game worlds never seen before on a mobile smartphone. Sribblansanthanam? I apologize, I've probably done you a disservice there. But VP of Apple Silicon Engineering Group said, quote, we've added brand new features to the GPU like mesh shading, which lets games create detailed environments while drawing less power. And for the first time, we have hardware accelerated ray tracing featuring the fastest ray tracing performance in any smartphone. Fucking ray tracing on the phone, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, Apple's SVP of mar- marketing, Greg Jaws-Wiak, also said uh, this new level of performance will enable new games for iPhone 15 Pro that were previously only available on games consoles pcs or the mac he added this is the first time the console version of assassin's creed will be natively available on a smartphone and i'm going to stop there because this mm-hmm. twisted my head off in mm-hmm. uh, this this whole event is going to be like an hour and yeah an hour and 25 minutes long so i'm not even going to try find it uh, do you know actually they, they've split up apple watch iphone 15 15 pro give us the resident evil a bit where can we see it you're going to show us something I did just keep on scrolling through the timeline to try and find it uh, when I first watched it. Well, we've got the bits like Genshin Impact and stuff here. Um, it's, it's straight after that. 
So, yeah, you got Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 4. Uh, we've got Tsuyoshi Kanda on the screen there talking about it. Look at these graphics. That is console graphics. And it says this is the first time console versions of games will be available natively on the smartphone. Is this literally what we can play on the mobile phone? Because if it is, that is twisting my head off. I thought yeah. when I was looking at this yesterday that we were going to be looking at the Logitech G Cloud, mm -hmm. uh, like playing Game Pass, what's it, what, like X Cloud, I don't know what it's called now, but playing your, your Xbox remotely, yeah. mobile, uh, Xbox, Microsoft Cloud, Xbox Cloud, whatever they call it, that sort of stuff on your mobile phone, because that looks fucking phenomenal. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong, smartphones are expensive these days. 1,200 quid it costs for uh, an iPhone 15 Pro Max. The basic model of the Pro Max is, is $1,200. So it is expensive. So you, for the price tag, you'd assume it can do a chunk, but it's not a native gaming device. But we are now getting console games natively on phones, and with those visuals, they look stunning. So thoughts, Mr. Bib? Yeah, and this is what, uh, at the top of the show, I said that there might be a revised statement from what I mentioned either earlier this week. I know we're on Wednesday, and I know we did a scoop on Monday, and I'm f I don't know whether or not we touched then on what the potential Switch 2 console could potentially output. I'm fairly certain it was. Um, but I'm going to revise a statement now based off of that showcase yesterday. In light of what we saw last night and what I said earlier about... Um, and Nintendo Switch 2 probably not performing to a standard of modern-day consoles based off of what we've seen with the Stream Deck, the Asus ROG Ally, uh, the Logitech G Cloud, all of this other stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slightly redact what I said with that and change it just to try and get a better understanding. Now, I don't know everything about this phone. I have, no, I have, I have only ever had one iPhone in my life, and that was a 3GS, I think, way back in like 2010 or something yeah, like that. That's exactly um, the window, yeah. Um, so that it is an awful long time ago. Um, but from what I've seen last night, in terms of what Resident Evil 4, sorry, yeah, what Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Village look like on that and the Assassin's Creed games, nowhere have I seen anywhere saying that this was going to be streamed. It, it emphasized the word native. Yeah. So I imagine it's in the, the, the app store for you to be able to download it. It doesn't require an internet access to be able to play these games in any way, shape or form. So if you're on a plane, you're going to have the opportunity to be able to play this. If the graphics are as good as what we're being shown, in that video, then I have uh, the handheld future is just so going to be so glorious, Graham. Again, there's a lot of small caveats that come, well, quite big ones actually, if it comes down to the likes of battery life and how hot your phone's going to run having these kind of games and the power that's in the palm of your hand. Um, I, I do have a lot of trepidation with what we're going to be getting with this. However, uh, Apple themselves are the kings of simplicity and I, I feel like that's a very negative statement to make but i do feel across the board that iphones are made to be the most simple yet effective method of having a smartphone if you want to be able to crack stuff get an android do you know what i mean i feel like they're the the, the at the forefront of opening your phone up rooting it and being able to use all the developer tools available for you. But if you want a very simple yet powerful device, you can you can have a look at all of the Apple um, products, whether or not it's an iPad, whether or not it's a, a MacBook, whether or not it's a 
uh, a, a brand new iPhone. I can't believe they're still making iPod touches, but here we are, they're still making those. <laughs> um, but they are simplicity themselves. You have an app store, the apps work. They've got the power within there. They have a fantastic camera. They have all of these features that between Android and iPhone, they're both sharing each other's things and they might just go one up spec on one thing. However, disregard all of that. This is probably going to be better than your stream deck. Um, uh, sorry, Steam Deck, which is a bizarre statement to make because I do think that that is the market leader when it comes to playing AAA games in the palm of your hand at a decent frame rate, at a def- decent re- re- resolution. It's something that Luke I know... Ally says get in the bin, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that I know Nintendo guys are looking across uh, across the way at the, what the handhelds are currently on the market. Go, we want a slice of that. I I don't think Nintendo will go that powerful in terms of what the 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 processor that's in this newer iPhone is going to be because it will cost a fortune. And I don't think Nintendo want to price their loyal fan base out of a, a world-class handheld, a, a, an industry bar-setting console, because if they was to do that, you're probably going to be looking at £700, £800 worth of console in your hands with the amount of graphics and power that this nintendo switch could potentially be i think it might be a small drop off but i have changed my mind as to what the nintendo switch 2 could be rather than it being a low-end playstation console i believe it might maybe be on the lines of a playstation 4 pro xbox one x i think it was called the pro version um so yeah there's i think the the future is looking a little bit better two days ahead from the last statement that i made about the <laughs> nintendo switch because this I, I'm not being funny, right? But the, <laughs> this is the first time I think in recent memory that I thought, you know what? Am I looking at an iPhone next rather than having an Android? Because I love my Google Pixel phone. If I was to get a new phone right now, I'm getting a new Google Pixel phone. But this is turning my head a little bit, Graham, yeah. which is the, the first time I think I've ever contemplated since 2010 having a new iPhone. So I've I've been an iPhone user since the 3GS. Um and happily so i'm not uh, an apple fanboy but i'm not not an apple fanboy either like i'm a big fan of what android phones give but there's not one specific thing that makes me feel like that is worth me getting used to new os i've mentioned this before uh, so i stick with my iphone because android puts itself a little bit ahead and iPhones and iOS put themselves a little bit ahead and and you're kind of in this weird dance where no one's really done anything that's reinvented the world for 10 years um so i fine i'll stick with it job's good and everything i've got there now it works and it works with everything else job's good nice 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 um but when it comes to marking uh, marketing and upgrading things, I think, oh, do you know why it's the same phone? It's the same phone. It's the same phone. It's the same phone. And you always get the same shit. It's the A17 chip, which is an improvement on the A16 chip. Funny, because that A16 chip was an improvement on the A15, which is probably an improvement on the A4. And you keep going at that, that sort of thing. <laughs> but seeing that visual of the games, and I watched through it again while you were talking then, um, the visual where you see Assassin's Creed, not Assassin's Creed, uh, Resident Evil Village and uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Nowhere on that. I was looking in the bottom corner to say, uh, for illustration purposes only, not real game, not not actual game footage or something like that. There is nowhere where it says anything like that. Yeah. So legally, that has to be what you are going to be playing on your phone. 
And that just blows my mind seeing that. And, and, and there's been a few comments in the chat. Uh, Tito says it's possible the division resurg uh, resurgence. That's another game that they showed actually in the uh, the gaming on mobile phone segment. So they showed things like your Genshin Impacts and so on like that, and the division resurgence. But they are mobile games made for mobile and then moved on to other platforms kind of thing. This is something that was made for console and PC. Mm -hmm. and now works on mobile phone and that's a very different concept and pretty exciting too it's, it is interesting because i've bibby's not i wouldn't say he's, he's an android fanboy but he's definitely an android user just like i'm not an apple fanboy but i am an apple user we're in the ecosystem out with the same the same thing with playstations yeah. like we've, we've we've used it for that long we have google clouds we have google calendars and then you have icloud or whatever it's called on your side like we're just in the ecosystem it takes a lot for us to be able to move across uh, the only good Apple device is a dead Apple device, John Wayne. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that quote's very real. <laughs> I mean, it's been dead for about 40 years, hasn't it? And the rest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it is a significant statement. I mean, maybe there's a bit of Resident Evil in there that's pulling Bibi over too, but, but it's a significant statement to see console-level <laughs> games dragging people's attention over. That is That is quite big. That is quite big. And... Pairing that with the VR-ish stuff that are available uh, with Apple with their very reasonably priced VR device. It's not. It's fucking extortionate. Um, but the Apple Vision or whatever it was called. Suddenly you've got console games in a full VR ecosystem. That gives PlayStation a little bit of something to sweat about now with its PSVR and so on. So this is, for the first time, proper time apple coming for games yeah we've had the apple equivalent of game pass with the apple arcade it's all right whilst we did get a couple of big hits it just became the same shit over and over again didn't really last long loads of people i knew 12 to 18 months ago talking about apple arcade nobody i know really cares about apple arcade genuinely mm -hmm. not 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 throwing shade nobody cares um so you start adding console level stuff and you get that onto an apple arcade subscription program suddenly game pass is starting to go oh okay well this is interesting uh and then you get vr scope and playstation are suddenly looking at it. this is apple unintentionally going for both of the big console guns at the same time so it's a very very significant uh, significant move i do wait with bated breath though to see where we come because you always get your big announcements we found out that that um what was fucking what's google's failed streaming thing called now completely stadia stadia yeah. had cyberpunk and gta 5 yeah and then they were both delayed and they weren't ready at launch and they came later on but they came after it was already dead because nothing else arrived and assassin's creed mirage and uh two resident evil games is not going to be enough to tempt the world over to mobile <laughs> so if they don't get anyone else moving over then yeah it's Okay, it sounded really good, but it's not really going anyway. I, I, I am intrigued, I am interested, and I want to see where it goes. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Um, David said something. I did see it. I've lost it now. Uh, something. I can't find David's comment. Oh, yeah. So iPhones are for simple people. I think he's calling you simple, Graham. He did. He said iPhones are simple. But he also <laughs> said that if you want uh, to crack something then get an Android phone. So you're basically, you're simple if you use an iPhone and a crackhead if you use an Android phone. So so nice one, David. Yep, that was a great, great talk. Home screen widget, that's it for me. I don't want to stare at a load of icons. 
I don't want I don't want stupid widgets. Although there is widgets on iPhones as well now, by the way. Um, but yeah, I want to be able to just fucking throw my other shit that I hardly ever use onto another page and just click the five fucking apps that I use all the time. And then when I want something else, even though I've arranged it all in folders. I'll just swipe down and type the first two letters of it. So yeah. Uh, so if I want to go Twitch, swipe down T W Twitch, click. There we go. Bosh. Even though Twitch is one of the apps I use, but you get the idea. Um, oh Tito, I'm up to 700 weight and not dead yet. Fucking hell, busy day for fun, eh? Sheesh. Dunkin' Donuts be like, get this man out of here. <laughs> also, good effort. Love to see it. Uh, oh, you mean on Starfield? Okay. Uh, it has to have a limit where it instantly kills you. What? You just carry so much stuff that you just like snap your own spine. <laughs> Are you buying a phone to play an old console game at 7 inches at 60 FPS or 1200 or 5000 with it? No, I, I'm not, but people are. I mean, the VR yeah. is, is, is obscene. If you're not some sort of tech agency or a content creator reviewer or someone that's just got more money than sense, like Bib, you know, Bibby Two Lambos over there, no one's buying that VR thingy anyway. But iPhones people are already buying that sort of shit and people are already i mean even the playstation vr is is overpriced at 550 quid for the for the tech that's in it it's not and for the tech that's in the uh, apple stuff in in theory it's not but in reality where someone has to spend that money get to fuck <laughs> there, is, get to there is no way i'm spending five thousand pounds on a phone and vr setup to play fucking resident evil i could just go war myself for precinct <laughs> 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 fuck it let's go uh, i've never been an apple man tito doesn't like fruit confirmed uh considering they're very popular creative types i find the freedom of expression and customization they allow is pathetic also their monopolistic ecosystem and anti-repair practices are disgusting i do agree with the uh um anti-repair practices completely agree with that sort of stuff big fan of where apple's been going with the uh, right to repair stuff big fan of that um i don't mind the monopolistic ecosystem because it's a double-edged sword you get some phenomenal stuff with it and one of the things that apple for the first time i've noticed them saying it in their conference yesterday is um apple phones hold their value more than any other phones out there and that comes not not just as a result of the hardware but as a result of the software um mm -hmm. so it is a double-edged sword that restriction um gives you a very defined landscape in which you can operate but a, and when you have a defined landscape you have a defined set of rules which applies to pricing as well so swings and roundabouts swings and roundabouts you are you are you are right though and wrong at the same time same same um console games on iphone well la dee da we've had a duck hunt on android for ages let's go baby <laughs> i'm just how much you can carry before it instantly kills you not an apple person but it's easy to upgrade from one iphone to another same 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 um most hype is that it uses type c usb do you know what? that can get in the bin that's not hype at all because i've got fucking lightning chargers everywhere i mean I've, I, like for my apple products my fucking uh airpods i've got a lightning charger so now i have to carry fucking they should have done it a million years ago and that's yeah. that's where apple is stupid uh and their monopolistic ecosystem the world said 10 years ago we need to sort out this we've got micro usbs mini usbs standard usbs what are we going to go with and the world went usb c and apple went yes i agree lightning and did their own thing they shrunk their 16 pin down to a lightning adapter because they were trying to be nice but then we're just dickheads Let's be honest, shit house movie. They wanted to control their own ecosystem and thought, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And they were probably hoping the world would follow, whereas everyone else has gone, well, we can do all of that and more with a Type C USB. So, nah, me. 
Uh, the fact that they actually put chips in their components to reject genuine Apple uh, Apple components if the repair isn't done by Apple themselves. Disgrace. Is that a true thing? Because I've had my Apple screen repaired, uh, repaired previously with a non-Apple screen. And it was shit. Fun facts. It was shit. Uh, I, I was thinking, you know, you wouldn't notice the difference, but you definitely did. The yeah. After Mackie Pass just weren't as responsive. But I, um, it was repaired by a... It was an, an Apple-approved thing. One of those dudes that comes to your house in a van. He's basically got a little workbench in the back and then just fixes your phone. Jobs and anyway, moving ahead. Um, Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer says, Gearbox is rumored to be up for sale as Embracer continues to try and bounce back from a failed $2 billion deal. We'll be quickly over this one because we've got to wrap things up. But the report of a possible sale of Borderlands Studio comes less than two weeks after the closure of Saints Row developer Volition. Didn't get a chance to speak about this because I was off then and we've been catching up since then. But Volition, developer of Saints Row and a million and one other games. It's criminal that Volition mm-hmm. has been shut down. Absolutely criminal. Uh... This is why I'm not a fan of super uh, buyouts in video games, like Embracer Group and 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 Tencent and everyone that just comes along and tries to buy a bit of everything. Not a fan of that because you just soak up as much as you can, realize that none of it makes money, and then just just get rid of it yeah. by any means necessary. It's, it's horrendous. And sadly, things like Volition have paid the price. And at the moment, Gearbox, which is you know not a little fish by any stretch of the imagination. So less than two weeks after the surprise closure of Saints Row Studio Volition, a Reuters report says Embracer Group is now looking to rid itself of Borderlands Studio Gearbox Entertainment, not through a shutdown this time, but a sale. Three anonymous sources told Reuters that unnamed third parties have expressed interest in Gearbox. Nothing is carved in stone at this point, but the report says Embracer is now working with investment banks Goldman Sachs and Arim Co. to explore the possibility of a sale. Embracer acquired Gearbox Entertainment in 2021 in a deal that was worth up to $1.3 billion. It was a highlight of a rapid-fire spending spree that saw Embracer scoop up Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, Tripwire Interactive, Sabre Interactive, Koch Media, now known as PlayOn, and a whole bunch of others but that seemingly unstoppable growth came to a very sudden halt in may when a previously unannounced groundbreaking strategic partnership worth more than two billion dollars fell through at the last minute less than a month later embracer announced a comprehensive restructuring of the company that would include the cancellation of in-development games studio closures and sales and of course layoffs on august 31st just two months after the celebration of the studio's 30 years of operation embrose embracer closed volition as part of that program a sale of gearbox uh, gearbox which would provide a cash infusion and presumably relieve embracer of its future performance-based financial obligations tied to the acquisition of gearbox would also seem to fit the goals of the program essentially to help embracer find more stable financial footing without the massing, uh, massive investment it had been uh, counting on. We'll stop there. We'll stop there. So Embracer has a big sponge, a vacuum that's just going... <laughs> Anyone that's played like Luigi's Mansion, that is Embracer Group, just sucking all the shit up and then realised, oh, do you know what? All these coins that I've been picking up, you know, that's that's nice to have an extra shiny gold coin in there and another one and another one. And another... But now what do I do with it? How do I turn that coin into more coins? Oh, I don't really know. It, each one will take time and investment in terms of man hours and money and, and actual cash to make it make more cash. So not only have we just speculated, but we have to speculate on the speculations to accumulate <laughs> even more. Oh, fuck it. We'll just close that one. Can't be asked with that one. 30 years of gear, uh, uh, volition. Gone. Okay. Gearbox. Yeah, we bought that for $1.3 billion. That's That's an inordinate amount of money. Okay, uh, can we can we just sell that off? Yeah, nobody really wants it. Okay, fuck. Okay, well we'll just try get rid of that somewhere else as well. It's just it's just baffling that yeah. there's these massive money powerhouses that are so rich that they can afford to just throw away billions. And it's it, 
for them, it's just, oh, that's, we've just lost a couple of billion, slash won mm-hmm. a couple of billion, slash saved a couple of billion. Um, the, the money that they're losing from closing down fucking Volition, they're probably earning back in interest the next day, so they're probably not that fecking arsed. But for hundreds of people that have been making games there for 30 years, it's, it's terrible. And it's a shame to see this, especially when you get to the point of billion-dollar businesses like Gearbox that make yeah. games like Borderland terrible. Terrible, but what are your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I mean, uh, the board, uh, Borderlands isn't going to die. I don't believe that Saints Row will die. I think someone will end up picking that up uh, later down the line. I, 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 with the way and how abruptly the studio ended up shutting, I believe that this was already on death's door anyway. I believe that even if this game was 5 out of 5, 90% user uh, critical feedback on uh, Metacritic, like the, the works, I believe that they wouldn't have kept this going anyway um so it's shit but uh, these will bounce back like they end up losing a shitload of money but they'll they'll cut corners to try and make as much back as uh, as quickly as possible like you said the interest rate that they'll end up getting despite closing will definitely cover any of the expenses that they would have had to do uh to get these shut down in the first place but even if there was to sell borderlands and get it out the door they're going to get a shit ton of money for it because it's still like uh, it's a it's an IP that's been going. When was the first game? Maybe two thousand and six, maybe two thousand and seven, around that time. In fact, it might even be later. It might even be longer than that. It might be like two thousand and eight. Um, but it's a unbelievable franchise, and we don't forget there's a Borderlands film coming out next year, unless it's been pushed back. Um, so the 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 IP still has weight. So it's still going to be worth an absolute fortune. Um, but. It, nothing's safe anymore regardless of how big the franchise is nothing's too big to fail and at a drop of a hat your favorite franchise can just go down the down the toilet unfortunately yeah yeah it's it's frustrating it's frustrating hopefully embracer starts a new trend and the fucking other businesses out there that are buying things up be that the embracer group be that Tencent, be that A another uh there's the savvy group of uh, companies so we've got saudi arabian businesses doing a similar sort of thing buying up esl and face it from an esports perspective mm. um obviously xbox and playstation doing the similar sort of thing that that media um sort of conglomerate approach that's drifted over into video games we have to be a corporation that has all of the things hopefully this is the first time that we've seen people go, actually, 